insist on coming in. They need a warrant, just like anybody else. So if they don't have a warrant, it's all right for me to close my door and tell them to go away. social worker Terry Greenstein and we before the break we were listening to, uh, to Gersten from La Mirada. Let's get Gersten back on the phone uh, so that we can hear the rest of her story. Gersten, go ahead. Yes, thank you so much. So I wake up assaulted in the police station without too much of my memory because I had a contusion and a facial injury and I was clearly beat up. They detained me for 14 hours. And I was out of the house on a restraining order for a month. Uh, fast forward, we reconcile. He somehow convinces me that I was the one stumbling around. I was drunk. And um, fast forward to now, we're in 2019, and he assaults me in a public place, caught on video. He gets nervous. He follows through on his threats. A social worker that was following up on me when I stayed in the hospital for the last assault, opened up a DCFS case. They came and knocking. I was cooperating. I thought they were there to help me. They said that they were there to provide me with counseling services due to the domestic violence in the home. So I welcomed them in my home several times and was very honest with them. Pretty soon, I had four police officers holding up my elevator, two social workers taking away my son in the middle of the night. They also tell me that I've lost the rights to my daughter, who is now 17 and a half. Uh, as of now, they've taken her off the case because they believe that she's too, I guess, too old and it's just not worth their time. And now they're not recognizing her as a domestic violence survivor as well, as well as my kids and myself. So I got slapped with the charge of failure, failure to protect. And it was either that or child abuse and a failure to protect. So I was put on the spot in dependency court at a hearing that I thought I could possibly get my kids back. It was getting to be around lunch hour, so I was really being rushed through my decision process there. I had my domestic violence from uh, advocate for peace of violence there, and she just couldn't believe what was going on. My lawyer had a stack of 54 pages of claims and evidence that my husband had submitted, exchanges between my psychiatrist and different doctors where he's claimed that I've been violent and abusive behind my back. Meanwhile, having this facade where he's completely in love with me. In fact, he's still out there around, running around, telling people that we're married and we're working things out, which we are not. He made me sign my kids away. So he's been rearrested for breaking the restraining order for me and my son, stalking me at a baseball game that I coach. I coach Little League. I was very involved in my community of Beverly Hills. Now I am down and out in La Mirada. I live by a riverbed, and I go to court classes, drug classes, all these different things. My life has been completely rearranged. And now I'm in a situation where my son, the past couple of weeks, has confided in me and told me that his caretakers have not even just been neglectful, but they've been abusive. They've let him gain 10 pounds in their custody, and they continually make fun of his weight. They call him demeaning names, and he goes to bed crying, sometimes even weighing himself. 
he's developed an eating disorder. And one night I show up because he starts telling me about all this stuff, and his caregiver hangs up the phone. And so I rush over there with my father, and they pretend like nothing's going on. And they start accusing my son of being a liar and exaggerating and elaborating and making up these stories. So I obviously step to my son's defense, and I say, look, we've, we've been through a lot as a family. And my son is 10 years old, and he's suffering the most here. And you're not taking good care of him. You're not giving him a hug at night or anything. And he's over here missing me, and he confides in me, and now you're calling him a liar? The next day, I have to take him to baseball tryout. I bring him back, and he's left with the choice of staying there with his caregivers without anybody, without any kind of support from his sister or my mother. And I refuse to leave him alone now with the caregivers. So they start threatening restraining orders, ordering myself and my father off their property. So now we're faced with a whole extensive block now where I've been not communicating with my son for the last seven days. His last words from a text message I received were, pick up, pick up, please, mommy, please pick up. And I haven't talked to him for seven days. And now my caseworker is refusing me to speak with my son. And they're demanding me to come into a team meeting next week with all their supervisors and their supervisor supervisors. It's becoming a very intense situation where I feel like I don't know if they're going to be using my mental health against me well, or Kirsten, my, you know, I have a defense mechanism. Kirsten, let me interrupt you for a second. Kirsten. Sure. sure um, is your case in L.A. County or Orange County? Uh, so I am, I believe that we're still in LA County. I'm okay. in La Mirada, so it is on the border of Orange County. So but I do believe we still fall into that office. We are, we're not in the, in the on. LA office Kirsten? of the Wilshire anymore. Kirsten, do you go to court in Monterey Park or in Orange? Edelman's, uh, Monterey okay. Park. Correct. Okay. And so this is what I want to tell you regarding your situation. You have to sit down with your court appointed attorney and form a strategy, uh, let him or her know about the abuse that your child is undergoing. Because what you're telling me is a serious, serious thing if your child's in foster care and getting abused. So you need to talk to your attorney as soon as possible. Well, I have Mr. Davis, and I've run into another wall where he's saying that it's almost nearly impossible to get my son back at this point or get into anybody else because at this point DCFS might be covering up their tracks, and that's why they're just allowing right. me to contact okay. my son. Okay, Gersten. Hang on. Hang on. In addition, you need to call the California State uh, Community Care Licensing. Those, that's the entity that does all the uh, reports and investigations of anything going wrong in a foster home. So let them know as well. Got it. Kirsten. Got it. Thank you. That's valuable. Thank you. Kirsten, yes, you can sure. find that number by just Googling it. Um, I got it. Okay. Very good. And the other thing that I wanted to tell you, if you don't get any assistance um, legal-wise from your court-appointed attorney, give me a call and I'll talk to you um, on the phone during office hours about you know whether we can help you or not. My telephone oh. number is 888-888-6582. And if I'm not in the office, you can go ahead and leave a message, and I will get it that day and try to call you back within 12 to 24 hours. 
How does that sound, yeah. Kristen? That sounds perfectly great. I, I really need to get somewhere, and I'm really, like I said, hitting brick walls, where even I have therapists saying that DCFS is a Gestapo, mm-hmm. and to be nice and stop crying, Miss. And I'm not going to say my last name, because okay. I want to remind you. All right. Thank you, Gersten, for calling, and thank you for listening. I appreciate your listening. time, Mr. Davis and Terry. I appreciate you, too. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Have a good night. Good night. If you want to call into the show this evening, you can call us at 800-222-5222. That's 800-222-5222. Terry, I, before I take yeah. another call, I wanted to ask you a question. Could you, sure. um, could you tell our listeners what they should not do if CPS comes knocking at their door in an investigative referral? Don't let them in. Now, I was talking to someone who called me, and that was the biggest mistake. She said she felt intimidated because the social worker came with two police officers. Here's the deal. If they don't have a warrant signed by a judge, you have the right to shut the door, not answer, tell them to go away. And you're perfectly fine. What if the police insist on coming in? They need a warrant, just like anybody else. So if they don't have a warrant, it's all right for me to close my door and tell them to go away? Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Um, Are you taking calls again, Terry, at your office? Yes, I am. Why don't you tell us your telephone number where people can give you a call? Okay. Uh, I'm taking calls a few a day, so if I don't get to you the same day, I'll get back to you. My phone number is 951-236-2379. 951-236-2379. And I'll be able to kind of hopefully answer your social worker questions. Very good. Thank you, Terry, and it's so great to have you back. Thank you. Um, We're going to take a couple minutes breaks right now. We're going to pay some bills. This is The Secret, How to Fight Child Protective Services and When. I'm attorney Vince Davis, and I'm on with forensic social worker Terry Greenstein. (music) 